Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb. I am Rich Levine, and the Celtics are in flux. Uh, B-Rob, I think that we, we, have, we have a lot we, we, we got to touch on today, obviously. Uh, all summer, we're going to have a lot to talk about. First and foremost is the coaching, the coaching decision. Brad in the top spot now, deciding who replaces him. I don't think anything else really happens until the head coach is in place. So I think we start talking about that. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. And Brad pretty much said as much in his opening press conference. And we know that interviews are already underway. Um, Internal candidates are being looked at um, among the top assistants, Jay Laranaga, Scott Morrison, Jerome Allen. And... And then they're going to go obviously cast a pretty wide net. And I'll say this, Rich, like I can't imagine a more thorough search being done by someone than Brad Stevens for this. Cause I think Brad Stevens knows every single coach on North American soil <laughs> because they've probably been in or out of the hour back center at some point um, when pre pandemic, because whether it's high school, college, whoever the guy knows everyone and has always been super helpful in terms of trying to, you know, whether it's someone who's out of a job being in the building or just, you know, getting people who want the experience um, just to check things out. So, I mean, where, where do you go here? Where, where do you think, is this going to be an off the grid hire or is this going to be the former player that either has connections here or just is, is ready for, you know, their turn to, to run the helm? Yeah, I would say that I don't think all those assistants that interview with Brad that you just mentioned, they should not get their hopes up. I would agree with that. Much respect to all those guys, of course. Uh, but yeah, I think I think first and foremost, uh, an African-American coach is going to be hired. I would think the odds are strongly in that favor. Uh, that. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm almost ready to say 100% on that. Um, and w- within that, I think there is Sam Cassell, there's Chauncey Billups. Uh, there's Lloyd Pierce, who was obviously with the Hawks earlier this year. Kara Lawson, sure. another name that would be not only inspiring uh, on the person of color, but also the first female head coach in the NBA, obviously. Um, so I think, like, if so, I, I don't think it's going to be off the grid. Okay, I, I don't. I, I I think they went off the grid last time. Not that like one of the best coaches in college basketball is off the grid, but in the sense that no one saw that coming. Yeah. I would be shocked if if the, I would be shocked if we are shocked okay. by the ultimate hire. Um, I, I would actually put 
those four. And again, who knows? I mean, Chauncey apparently can have the Portland job if he wants to, if you listen to some rumors, who knows? Yeah. But like, I, I, I tend to believe, and this isn't uh, based on too much intel, but it seems Cassell, Chauncey, Kara Lawson, or Lord Lloyd Pierce. That's the power for it. Jason Kidd didn't make the cut in there? He did not make my, <laughs> my cut, no. He did not. Uh, I love how he how he... He took himself out of that Portland. Yeah, that was really, really big, really, big to, really big of him to take himself out of the running there. Uh, um, Twenty four hours. Maybe he thinks maybe maybe LeBron's going after Vogel. You never know. Sure. Maybe, maybe kid thinks he's he, he's in line to to be the heir to that to that throne. But yeah, so that, I I think I think that's that th- those are the four I'm starting with that I I think it might be within that range. And by the way, if they. I'll be excited if they hire Carol Lawson for the, for the two reasons that we mentioned, but also because with how close th- she was to this organization oh, yeah. and how well they know her, if Brad, Jalen and Jason, all three of them and who knows who else in the front office, but like if those three guys are comfortable and really believe that, that Carol Lawson is the best person for, for the job, then I, I will believe that because they, she, she basically had a, a, a year long interview. So yeah, and they raved about her on the way out. Like players, you know, the coach, Brad obviously is going to anyway, but the coaches, the, the, the players too. So that, I guess it comes down to is, you know, she obviously as a elite former player in women's basketball and, you know, just getting her feet wet in the coaching scene, you know, she didn't even really get a chance to coach at Duke last year, essentially in the panics and they, since things right. sh- shut down for her there. So, um, I think there's no doubt that she is going to get that opportunity at some point in her career. And so I guess the question is, do, you know, are they comfortable enough where they think that she already has the reps and the, the, the inside Intel on it, which would be give her a leg up over the, the other competition you mentioned in terms of having that rapport of a lot of the, the players and, and, that, that, and some of the staff uh, left over already. Yeah. And that's where you would like to maybe, you know, if you do hire Carol Lawson, that's when maybe Steve Clifford for the bet for a bench, like you oh, maybe sure. want to find a, right. and whether he's the lead assistant or, or whatever you want to say, especially with Clippers, uh, Clifford's new England roots, you'd probably want to bring in someone who's done it at the NBA level before at the head coach and can be a sounding board for her and a support system for her in that way. Um, I guess, I guess, you know, Chauncey's never been on the bench either. And Sam Cassell's been, I mean, he is, is he the top assistant? He's been the top assistant. Right, was for he, a while, yeah. So he's with yeah. Doc now in Philly, but he was. With the I didn't realize how well. long he's been coaching. Like he literally went straight from the Celtics into coaching in 2010, essentially. And yeah, as has really worked his way up. Was in Washington for a while, obviously, but I feel like that could be sneaky. The perfect blend of like, okay, he's, you know, he's been around the block here as both as a player and a coach for a long time, and he is, you know he's certainly going to command the respect of players. I would think in terms of what he's done in his career at the gate, but also maybe knows how to play the game a little bit more in terms of, um, you know, having been with some pretty prominent stars, prominent organizations and with working with some prominent coaches over his tenure, both as a player um, and an assistant here. Yeah. And he was just one of those guys, even when, when he was a player, he carried himself like someone, I mean, not, not always some of some of his antics, but like, he he played the game like like a, like he played him and Doc Rivers had relatively similar games, sure. sort of just like the heady heady point guards that could, that could really you know sort of a slow down control 
uh, an offense, really, really be in charge. And again, like you said, he's, he's got like 10 years uh, under his belt on, on NBA benches, regardless of whether he was a head coach or not. It's kind of crazy that he hasn't gotten that opportunity. Yeah. When you, when you think about how long he's been around and uh, you wonder why, like, I don't, I'm not too familiar with like what he's interviewed uh, for in the past. I can't you know, say I've seen him connected to many places, to be honest, in the past where he's been, you know, passed over, but maybe he's kind of waiting his turn. Um, yeah. For the right well, opportunity. Yeah. And this, and this really does. I mean, and, and I, I, I was just reading through what the, your most recent story, I think on, on mass live about sort of the coaching search and, and that, and you mentioned how there are, you know, more, more job openings coming up in the NBA, you know, every passing day, you never know what happens if the bucks get swept. Sure. Um, you know, that, that, that's, so once you started to get in that cat, that into, into that realm, what I was going to say is that right now the Celtics are clearly the top choice. I when you, so or, Orlando, Portland, uh, is there is there any are those the three right now? Yeah, those that's it. And then Indiana's kind of the the wild card of like being totally in flux of whether they're going to let go of Bork. And I even know how to pronounce his last name, but the the first <laughs> yeah. guy that is but yeah, who is struggling right, and they wouldn't right. give him the uh, Pritchard has kind of danced around. Yes. Uh, whether or not they're going to bring him back. So yeah, I mean, Indiana is some, somewhat of a tempting uh, opportunity, but even then, I think it, when you have Jalen and Jason uh, and you have the Celtics organization, the tradition, whatever you yeah. want to call it, uh, that is a, I, I would say, again, Giannis might change that if you have an opportunity right. to, to coach Giannis, that is very different. But, but uh, as of right now, clearly the Celtics are the, are the best option, the most appealing uh, job for, for would-be coaches. But there is a very long list, I think, of, you know, those are the prominent names here, but I wouldn't be surprised to see if it's, there's a lot of experienced players around the league that have been assistants for a good while now. Um, And so I I bet that those guys are going to get, certainly get a look. Um, And it's, when I say off the radar, I think it might like, that's, that's the kind of hire I, I, I think about there of being like, okay, you're going to get maybe the former player, the former role player um, that has been on an NBA bench for a while, but not one that, you know, has the Boston connection or something like that because, um, you know, his Brad sees something in him or something like that. I mean, we'll see. I'll put, I'll put, I'll put a Doka uh, yeah. as you're, as you're describing right. uh, him <laughs> pretty much. I will, I will put email like, as my, as, as the fifth on my the wild card. Uh, as yeah i don't even I, I think i maybe just had just skipped over him unfortunately i think he he he's he's in that top five uh maybe not even number five on my uh target list and your big board yeah so what is your big so what's 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 your preference out of that group who's your higher uh, uh i i think hmm carol Lawson is very appealing so it's like how much how much are you making this higher to keep the Jays happy versus who you think I, is going. I, and, and ideally that matches up, right? The, the person who would keep them the happiest is also the person you think is the best for the job. Maybe that is what with the job description, <laughs> make these two superstars happy. Well, um, I wonder if you want to keep them happy. I wonder if it's one of the internal guys like Larry Nega is, is Tatum's coach, mm-hmm. but I, I don't he? think, I mean, I think at least he wasn't this past year. I think it was, um, you know, Michael Shrewsbury before that, but not that that would do it. But I wonder, like, 
I don't at this point, they have so much time left on their contracts, Rich, where it's like, I don't think you have to, you don't want to have someone that they, they don't want outright, but I don't think, I think you, your, your best goal here is like, let's get someone who can put this together right in a year or two, as opposed to keep them happy in the present. Cause I don't think keeping things happy in the present is going to mean much um, because there has to be a lot more house cleaning done with the roster before this team gets back to a level, I think, where they can, you know, seriously compete in the East. Right. I mean, what's going to make them happy is probably winning. Right. At the end of the day. Sure. Um, so, right. So, yeah, I, you know, I keep coming back to Cassell. I don't know if that's just, if that's just a simple minded, just he seems to, he's, like you said, he's been there. He's got the experience. He's the former player. He's, he's been on, he's been on some good benches. Uh, he's seen a lot as a player and a coach, obviously a championship coach would be, I, I, this would be the, the answer, the answer to a future trivia question. All right. And then you have to, you have to give me the question. It's like jeopardy. So the answer, <laughs> the answer is Sam Cassell, Casey Jones, Tommy Heinsohn, and Bill Russell. Uh, winners. Wait, say it again. Red, so the answer red, to the, the, answer. To the question is the the future answer. It's not there yet. Yeah. Sam Cassell, Casey Jones, Bill Russell, and Tommy Heinsohn. I mean, I was going to say player and coach winners, but that's for the Celtics. But Red Auerbach obviously isn't on that list for that reason. Right. Well, no. So the answer is to to win a title with the Celtics as a player and a coach. Got it. Name the four. Name the four people who won name the f- a, a Celtics championship as a player and coach. Coach. Head coach. We'll say. Because I think Chris Ford won one as a, uh, as both as well. But yeah, so I th- I, th- I I I think Cassell is my guy. I'm 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 not I'm not going to the matches for him yet. I would not again if, if I told you if the, if they hire Kara Lawson, I will get behind it very quickly just because of how 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 much they know her, the experience they have with her, and what they will understand beyond what what might happen in a in a couple interviews with Brad and whoever else. I think that year it, it was only a year, right, that she was with the team. Yeah, one year before she. Yep, last year. Um, Obviously a trying year, you know, so I think you learn a lot about, uh, about someone in, in, in a year like that. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would put Sam one, I would love uh, the Sam Chauncey bench. Cause I, I, I think Chauncey could use a, a couple of years as an assistant somewhere, maybe before just, just throwing him to the fire as a, as a head coach. Um, so Sam and Chauncey together or Kara and, and Chauncey, whoever you want to be, but I would say Cassell and, and Lawson are my top two. What do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of here on the Cassell, like, I think when you're trying to check all the boxes, but it, it's tough though. Cause it's like, you don't hear, I'd love to, you know, be able to listen to 10 minutes of any of these guys or girls just interview. And I feel like that would kind of give you the answer. Cause you can, you can hit all these check marks of, of, okay. Experience player um, has been around good staffs, but then, you know, what, how are they viewing the game? Like what are the plans for these, guys like what have they seen like how do they want to build around Tatum and Brown in terms of what they want to do offensively and things like that so you could easily check all those boxes you want if you're Cassell and then you know have if you're not looking at the right way then all that stuff kind of goes for naught so it's again this is why it's a very inexact science hiring a head coach (laughs) like in the NBA as we've seen very well over the years even though Celtics have had plenty of good success on it in the last you know 15 20 years here Right. Yeah. And again, because they, they are they're a place where people generally want to come. 
yeah. know, even even when Doc came in and and in '03, no, not '03, was it '04? Yeah, '04. Oh, four. You know that was a, that was a tough time to be the to be to be the Celtics, but you also did have Paul Pierce, you had Danny Ainge, you had that I'm gonna say mystique or just the the respectability of the franchise, and I think that still does exist. And I still think when you talk to you know outside of Kyrie, um, who maybe had more problems with the city than the, the than the the organization, you know, you talk to the players that come through, the coaches that come through, like they still are a first class operation, and for the most part, treat people right, and I think that goes a long way. And maybe get people say, "Oh, you traded." They traded Isaiah when he was, when 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 he was injured after he after he put himself through all that in the playoffs for the Celtics. That they that that Danny had been a little, uh, I don't know, insensitive maybe with putting people's names and 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 in trade rumors, and maybe that doesn't go well in in free agency. But I think at the end at the end of the day, when people get here, they do enjoy it. Yeah, and I think that time will kind of show that out over the what happens over the rest of the you know upcoming decade here once they fill this hole um what what is your view of brad stevens as executive as currently paid for the talk executive um the size organization and looking like the front office under danny Ainge is pretty much as of now staying in place so the continuity yeah. will be there and that they've obviously collaborated together for a very long time here, that group. So that, uh, but that just that, that whole dynamic now is, um, is these, they're getting a chance together after Danny kind of ran the show for a very long time here. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, I think it'll be interesting at some point you would think that they would have to comment on that. Right. Sure. I think there's been sort of leaks about like what might be going on, but like, it doesn't seem, and again, I, I understand. I think I think hiring a head coach is is priorities one, two, and three, right now. I don't. I mean, there's obviously this, they got the draft and all that too. So, like, there's 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 a lot on Brad's plate at the moment. Um, but like, you know, I, I wonder about about what the front office might look like, um, or if you know if they're if they're considering. I know, um, it's Toby Bailey, right? He's the guy that's in in Atlanta right now as the assistant. Not Toby Bailey. Oh, Landry Fields. Uh, Landry Fields. <laughs> I, did, I, I dated a, myself a cousin of Tony Bailey yeah or Thurl Bailey <laughs> yeah Thurl Bailey um but anyways Landry Fields um there's some talk that you know they might they might what did I say Toby Bailey <laughs> that's that's a good one um where did Landry Fields play play college do you remember I want to say I want to say Stanford for some reason but I don't know if that's true Landry Fields I'm looking it up right now. This is good. This is a good podcast. Yeah, really good. Where did Toby Bailey play though? Toby Bailey played at UCLA. I know that. Yeah, Landry Fields. It was Stanford. Played, it was Stanford. Stanford. You're right. So at least I, I don't even know who Toby Bailey is. I, really? So that's a real person. Yeah, I knew it was like so. Landry and Toby sort of like give me this vibe for Toby for Bailey. First name. Toby Bailey was a was a okay. A, yeah, he played for UCLA. I think like in 90, 95 when they won the title that yeah, year. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember. It. I remember yeah. Bailey on that team. He that's played, a, but he played in the NBA much. Toby Bailey, I don't think so. That's an all. That's an all timer though. Um, a former basketball player. Maybe we can get Toby Bailey. Yeah, let's see if we get. If I'm just learning this. that that Toby Bailey's real name is John Garfield Bailey. Wow. Uh, yeah, he was a second round pick in the NBA. And well, I'm sure he'd be interested. Yeah, in I, position. I think he would take the job. <laughs> um, professional career was selected by the Lakers and actually played two seasons for the Suns. Can't believe you didn't know him. Um, 
anyways, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily convinced that it's going to be business as usual. I think right now it might be, um, you know, like I through think this off season, you think, or you think they're going to, yeah, well, I mean, at, at, at some point, I think, you know, and again, like it, it would be, it would be strange. You would think that any GM that you're possibly going to hire would want to have a strong say in, right. uh, in the head coach, right? Right. That's what I think. That's why I like, yeah, we want to do head coach now first. But like, like you said, the GM, you'd probably want to get that in place. But maybe that's, a, I don't know whether that's to help give the coaching staff some closure or just, uh, again, being like whoever we're bringing as a GM, you know, we're not necessarily going to want need that input for this off season as much if we have Danny still consulting and the, the rest of the brain trust still in place um, until did, some, did they say that Danny was still going to be consulting? Danny said that he's going to be available for that to what degree, just, like how much, however much they want him to just to um, help with the transition. And, yeah. To help with the transition. That. Exactly. So whether that means, you know, give me a call. Like I imagine he's not going to be in the office every day um during this but he sounds like he's going to the combine in chicago um to so. recruit for the jazz <laughs> um yeah so we'll we'll see how that ends up shaking out if that actually you know um becomes if he's a voice during the next couple months here or if that's just for for show more than anything else so what one through one through ten ten being that he is not going to be here one being that he stays. Is Brad Stevens still running the show here in two years? Is he in? I give that a three. I I look at it. A lot of people are saying like, oh, he's going to be uh, like, this is a, I can't imagine people who want to go back to coaching once you get a taste of the front office. Because the the grind of coaching must be much, much harder compared to not that being uh, an executive is anything easy, but you have a lot more control over your schedule and where you're going to be and who you're going to see. And so if you want, if you want to see your family more um, being an executive over being a head coach is probably where you want to be. So if, if Brad is good at this, or I can't imagine him wanting to go somewhere else for, to go back to a coaching grind. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And again, and some sometimes you wonder, like, you're in his in his bones and his blood, is he a coach, and does he want to be, you know, does he want to go back to college? I mean, it, college basketball could very well be dead in two, three years for right. all, for all we know. But the way it's headed, maybe that's not you know the best move, even if it's a job like Duke. And I know they say that they supposedly have their their next in line ready, but I, I think they would maybe change their minds pretty quickly if. Oh yeah, he can go wherever he wants. Season. Yeah, but I mean, where where are you at? Where are you at on the scale? I'm, I'm I might just went by and give you a five because I just I think and who knows how much there was how much conversation there was between Brad and the ownership and Brad and Danny when it came to that to that Indiana situation, right? We don't know, you know, what the conversations that that went into him turning down that job. I think that like I think that that Wick knew after this season, I don't think they were ready to move forward with Brad as their head coach anymore. I, I don't, I, I don't think 
I don't think that it was inspiring the J- the Jays the way they needed to be inspired. Sure. I don't think I don't necessarily think they believe that he is the 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 sideline voice to take this this current core to the heights that they need to. Um, so again, like so maybe like you're just gonna fire Brad after certainly you'd also owe him a ton of money uh, if you did. He just signed an extension. Maybe they just just talked him out of taking a, a, another job. So I just wonder sometimes about what what the motivation for 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 giving Brad this this promotion was. What they right because it's like it to your point that was their that was their out if if Brad was going to walk away and take the Indian job or whatever if he was seriously considering that then that's you know then they don't have to worry about the extension in that scenario but. But since they he didn't do that, that I would not think that's a reason enough just to to elevate him, despite maybe thinking, yeah, this is you know, a change of voice here, isn't you know necessarily a bad thing, but we want to you know, is it come down to saying, hey, like, all right, if Danny's ready to you know walk away here, um, it might be happening a little sooner than we all thought it would. Um, Brad's been in these meetings the whole time, and he's been against a few things or has spoken out against stuff that, you know, we tried, it didn't work in the last couple of years. So like this is, and is a, someone we're comfortable with being the, you know, the, not the, not the mat, you know, a good voice of the franchise, if you will, to, to replace someone who has been very prominent in that role and Danny for a very long time. Um, does it come down to being as simple as that? Or is that, I don't know, like if the money there, there are so many variables in play here that like, you know, one day we'll find out what really happened or maybe we won't. I don't know, but it's, yeah. it, there's, I just, there's a lot of layers, I think. I just wonder. So it's the last August was when, when they leaked the, the extension for Brad. Sure. Right? Pre bubble before they went down to the bubble. Okay. Right. So six years, 22 million. I, I, I wonder, am I, I tend to think, no, do you think the, 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 the potential for this ever came up in those conversations? Do you think, well, do you think they ever said, Hey, you know danny might be leaving sooner or later or what happens if danny wants to leave do you think there was ever like a hey maybe you'd want to take over or was or when they signed that six-year 22 million dollar extension that was for brad to be the coach of the celtics i think that was probably for brad to be the coach um perhaps but danny i mean they they said danny and brad's like you know this is something we've talked about the two of us for a while so maybe maybe it was so maybe that was the situation where um but again, I, I just can't see, I think if things go a lot better in the last two years, I don't see Danny walking away at this point. I think not that he wasn't ready to walk away, like to retire. I mean, he's been at this for a very long time and has made a lot of money and, you know, the grind is the grind. But if things were on a a better track right now, I think it probably would have been harder for him to, walk away from this point. And then obviously you wouldn't think about elevating Brad at this point, or at least getting Brad off the bench at this point, probably. Yeah. And, 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 and maybe to bring up just, you know, back to uh, obviously all of this is so much speculation, right? Because we don't exactly know what happened, but you know, Brad does, it's not an easy situation. I said, it, it's, nope. it's a very appealing coaching job because you have two very good, you have two all-stars who are potentially only still getting better. Right at this age but like and this is why i reason i i i hope when the dust does settle on this that that mike zarin is still 
does still have a very, very strong voice in that front office as someone who, who understands the cap the way he does and has been able to, to use the cap to the Celtics' advantage in the past because you know, they, they have their works cut out for them. Oh, this is a, a huge offseason with no easy answers. And I'm very fascinated to see what Brad Stevens thinks of his roster now that we've, after a year of coaching it, being like, okay, what you're going to have to make some really tough calls here barring Wick and Pags having oodles of money that they're going to throw at a team that probably isn't a, a top three team in the East. I don't see that happening. So, so what, barring, what, what, what are the, what's the, what's the toughest decision you think? So I think, happen? I mean, the toughest it's outside of coach, head coach, maybe. I mean, I think it's, you have to decide. I think the Kemba decision is, is very tough in the standpoint of, I don't know what the, I can't imagine they're going to get any like, you know, bad, you know, bad press or anything from moving on from Kemba after signing him two years, given where he's at with his career right now. And uh, from a health standpoint, but do you give up a lot of assets to, or some assets to, to get, to move off of him so you can bring back Fournier and smart. Do you, is Fournier worth investing in after his defensive performance against the Nets? Like there's some promise there, but is that a guy you think is going to be able to help you get over the hump against that team a couple years down the road. I'm not feeling super confident about that, even though they've obviously somewhat pocketed themselves to him. Um, and then the smart, you know, whether it's moving the money for him or just, um, you know, kind of changing the locker room dynamics a little bit. Like I think given his contract situation, that has, potential to have to be addressed now especially if he's pushing for a contract extension which i certainly don't think they're going to be in any position to get out stuff like that at this point right no i feel you what do you think do you think that the celtics do they have an offer for dame not really i mean they have an offer it's it's jalen no, brown whether they're putting i mean it starts and ends with jalen brown and i don't if they're not willing to put jalen brown on the table which is totally understandable then they don't have an offer um, yeah, that, that's, that's what that, that, that's what I was thinking. Because I, I, I can tell you, I know that that Brad and Jalen, I think it was at the end of last week, had dinner together to talk about uh, the head coach. <laughs> so, uh, so Jalen is is definitely definitely has a a voice in that conversation. If, and if that's going on, you wouldn't believe, right. you wouldn't think that, you wouldn't really think, anyways. So yeah, so I, I, would, I was surprised at Dame's age. You know how old he is? Yeah, thirty one. He'll be 31 this summer. Yeah. So that's again, and that's and he's not Kim, he's not Kemba Walker, clearly, but like no, think it but, like maybe you're a little hesitant to uh to right. break we, the bank for a, a plus 30 uh point guard. Right. Who's they have not had good success there in terms of those guys holding up in the last few years. So yeah, cashing in um Jalen Brown for that uh would be, you know, again, it's it's worth having a conversation about, but it's also something where all it could do if that's like a, a true all in move. And then if that goes sideways, then you're toast. If he's going down, you know, on the tail end of his prime right now with, with Tatum and you're going to have very little left um, to show for it and potentially some, some pretty big long-term risks for making a, a splash move like that. That might not necessarily be, to might just be a step sideways given the age of both those guys. Yeah, no, totally. And then 
Kemba for Przingis. No. You're a no? I'm a hard no. He's got one more year. It's like you're just – he's got one so more year than Kemba. Just, so. just, oh, oh, I thought you were saying that Kemba had one more year. Yeah. Kemba's um, got two more years. Przingis has three more years. So it's like, okay. Yeah, it's it's different different names. A little bit less money, but also doesn't get you any closer to where you want to be in terms of being able to add a third wheel that works around those guys. Speaking of age, you know how old Chris Tapps is? 26. He'll be 26 this summer. I mean, he's, that, that's young. And again, 7'3", not moving very well, major knee injury, uh, a lot of money. I No, I... I I've gone back and forth on this the last last month or so and whether to whether to do it. I mean, clearly that was not a great showing uh, against the Clippers. Didn't really inspire. I mean, it's probably better than Kemba showing against uh, against Brooklyn, <laughs> but uh, not super inspiring. And, and just the way he carried himself to sort of moping with, with with Luca. Now the reports are coming out afterwards that you know he wasn't happy playing. And I and, and I. It just doesn't seem like he's really grounded in reality. If that's the case, if you're right. if, if you're complaining that 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 Luca shoots too much or doesn't get you involved enough, um, that's a guy that that you assume most people would like to play with. Hundred percent. And so yeah, I agree that that's not someone you want to that is really well aware of their surroundings at this point. And so. If he's not happy with Luca, I can't manage to be happy with Cameron Brown. Um, right. When there's someone else, there's now there are two people better, clearly better than you. Right. Um, so, and you, I don't know. Be, I mean, yeah. Cause with those guys, you, you're, you're either just going to be, yeah, we'll get maybe feed you a few times in the post, but still you're just kind of a stretch big, like that will hopefully right. get some open shots. Thanks to, thanks to those two guys. You're, you're, you're never, you're not going to have many plays called for you. Like there's not, we're not calling Porzingis' number when the Jays are out there with him. So yeah, if he, if he's not down with that, like at least Kemba is like a good guy to have around, even if he's frustratingly ineffective a lot of the time. <laughs> um, and, and you know, and you want a bigger body that like his thing. If 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 Porzingis could just go out there and be a a, a non toxic entity on this team, you could you could he could be more you know he could help the team more than Kemba, especially if you had Marcus Smart still around who could help you know facilitate you know getting the jays the ball and stuff like that but if he's gonna be a bitch about things and uh no thanks so yeah and i mean we'll we'll have plenty of time to really go deeper into all the roster decisions looming um and variables in play but again what was already gonna be a fascinating offseason rich just has gone up to a different level now and yeah and I, I don't, I don't, I don't love, I don't love the like uncertainty of everything right now. It's a you weird know? place. It is, and and like, you know, like who, who? So it's just is it just Brad hiring this coach? Like, like how many other? And I guess that's part of being the boss, right? But like, right. you know, at, at at the end of the day, like b- before that that final decision is made, like who who's in that room with Brad? I. I, I I'd be interested. I mean, you know, you know Wick's obviously going to have maybe not a hand in it. Certainly a voice in his ear will be there. Yeah, I think he'll be <clears throat> a part of the conversations. But I think when it comes down to that final choice is, decision, like, is it just sitting in his office by himself, staring at a list of names and, and, and making a decision? Or is, is you know, 
are Zarin and, and, and Austin Ainge and, and, and Dave Lewin, like, are they, are they all in the room too? I, I, I don't know. And, 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 and I know that there's a lot on Brad's plate right now and it, it's hard for him to sort of, you know, map out his, his front office hierarchy at the same time as he's finding a coach, the same time he's organizing for the draft is the same time he's, he's figuring out what to do with, with everyone not named Jay or Jay, Jay or Jay, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's a lot. And like, I think it just would, it would, it, 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 it seems like it would be easier if, if things were a little bit more clear and just on just who's going to be around and, and all that. But Hey, like you said, that's, it's, it's, it's not ideal, but certainly a lot of people think that Brad is the right, <clears throat> the right person for the, for the job. <clears throat> I, I made you lose your breath there. I know it's, that's, <clears throat> you can add Rich among them there, but no, it's, he clearly, Okay, I survived. <laughs> but no, Sorry. it's it's clear that this was something where, you know, they everyone who's worked in the organization has thought very highly of Brad, and this is a an opportunity where ownership clearly felt very comfortable with the elevation and you know maintaining some kind of continuity in a situation where if they didn't, then perhaps everything would have been a new coaching staff, new front office, et cetera, if they decided to go outside the box to, to replace Danny. But now you have a situation where you don't have to worry about that and you can maintain sure. and build upon and get back on track after, you know, going off, uh, going off uh, in the wrong direction this year. Cool. All right. Till next time. Till next time at winning plays pod on Twitter. At Rich underscore Levine, at Brian T. Rob, and we'll see what's 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 your over under on the higher date. When's the draft? Draft, I think it's July, mid mid July. Is then I will say fourth of July is the over under. I'm taking the under. I mean, because but like at the same time, like you maybe maybe you want to wait. Like who? Like real quick, like who? that's still alive of the teams that are still alive. Are there any coaches on those benches that, that, that jump out? Like, I can't see any, I mean, you want coach Cassell's, bud? Coach bud might be available. You want bud? I don't think, but Cassell is with. Yeah. So Cassell is with the Sixers. So yeah. You might not have to wait to interview him in person until that playoff run is done. So three, three more games left to wait. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, Anyways, I, yeah. I, so I, I July, July July fourth is the over under. You're gonna go under. Great. I'm gonna go under there. Okay. But that's a that's I like that. That's a good date to you know, give them some breathing room ahead of the draft if they get it done by then. And for my sake, I hope it's before then, so we don't have to be on watch that whole weekend. But <laughs> just like Brad was hired, we'll hold prank us because that's when he was hired the first time on the freaking fourth of July. And then there was uh, the, the the KD thing was fourth of July too, and they went. That's right. To stake out uh, the Hamptons. Give us our summers back. Let's make a decision before. Um, cool. All right. Well, we right, uh, we'll be back next week to kind of take temperature on that and dive more into the offseason that lies ahead.